Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, Eden. Hi, Ione. And hello to the listeners. Welcome to the Polyester Podcast. I'm Ioni and I'm the founding editor-in-chief of Polyester and the author of Poor Little Sick Girls. And I'm Eden, I'm the managing editor of Polyester and the co-host of this podcast. This is The Sleepover Club, a feminist pop culture podcast where we pull apart the hashtag discourse in the hope of making some sense of it all. Before we get started, please like, rate, review and subscribe. Ioni, do we have any reviews? We do, we do, we do. This is five stars, proud Polly Pocket, which is so cute. I adore this podcast. I know, I love it. (laughs) I adore this podcast and the gorgeous geniuses that host it. Need I say more? No, but I will. Love the context and nuance brought to cultural conversations happening online, IRL, and where the two meet. That is by Alanosaurus Rex via Apple Podcasts in the USA. And we also hit a Spotify milestone this week of over 600 ratings on Spotify. So go and rate. Yeah, if you listen on Spotify. I think you can only do it on mobile, which is weird. You can't see it on the desktop unless I'm just being oh really silly. Yeah, but 4.8 out of 5, that's all right. Yeah, that's sick. Also, disclosure, we were away last week. I was having a Menti B. <laughs> now I'm having a physical... Physical B. <laughs> yeah, physical B. <laughs> physical destruction of self. So if I'm slow today, I'm having an acute asthma attack and I'm on steroids. So please bear with and don't complain that I sound raspy or have to breathe every five seconds because I'm poorly yeah we'll take it easy today yeah well it's a topic that I'm endlessly fascinated about Mm -hmm. what we're talking about Eden today we're talking about clout bombing so it's a new term Mm -hmm. obviously clout chaser is not but for anyone who hasn't heard of what a clout chaser is which ties into clout bombing you know like I mean how would you describe clout let's start there I guess it's like, uh, not attention, but doing something to get attention that's like hyped. Yeah, and if you have clout, you're like revered, I suppose, but kind of, Mm. it's kind of a double-edged sword. Like clout traditionally is like, you know, someone has weight, they have a weight behind the things they say that makes them important. It's about importance, basically, like if you're important, if you're relevant, if you're whatever. Relevant, yeah. So according to Urban Dictionary, clout chaser is defined as a person who strategically associates themselves with the success of a popular person or a currently contemporary trend to gain fame as atten- and, and attention. Sorry, This personality disorder... Whoa! <laughs> I don't think it's a personality disorder. <laughs> whoa! It's often resembled as riding the wave without concern for damage or integrity. Yeah. So, then... 
the reason why we're talking about cloud bombing is there was an Instagram post a couple of weeks ago, which of course we will link on our Instagram. So if you want to go get like the visual cues along with the, you know, contextual analysis, it was by Brad Trammell. Trammell. How would you say that? Okay, cool. Brad Trammell. What is cloud bombing? Eden, mm-hmm. would you like to speak? Yeah. So the definition, according to Brad Trammell, who I think has coined this term, He's made an infographic about it anyway. Um, <laughs> Brad Terrell defines clout bombing as the act of putting as many people of clout as possible in a single photo op. This is meant to set off a massive re- cluster of reposts that make the clout bomb unavoidable on everyone's feed. So the clout bomb in question was the Mark Jacobs Heaven couch photo shoot. Yeah, which if you haven't seen, it has like everyone on it. Who who does it have? It has Iris um, Apatow. Michael Imperioli. Michael Imperioli. It has um, Isabella Bali, who is, she does the Climax books for Heaven, and she's also the Chief Marketing Officer of Acne. It has just literally, like, think, I'm going to get it up because, you know, if anyone hasn't seen it, if they're not as internet pilled as us. <laughs> so internet <laughs> poisoned. Um, but while no, the, the Badgermill post says, while no single micro-celebrity could create this level of attention, their combined effort is able to overlap with enough follower counts to achieve temporary ubiquity before another clout bomb takes place. Okay, so it has Mark Jacobs himself, has mm-hmm. Anna Sui. Um, there's loads of people I don't know on there, so I'm not going to like, you know, say people I don't know, but there's probably people that you will know that I do not. Um, there's that model, Giselle, what's her name? don't know um there's paloma alsasa there is gabrielle gabrielle there is who else is there you know what you know i'm out of it oh there's um you know melzy who's the editor-in-chief of interview mag rihanna's old stylist Mm. um mel ottenberg i think his name is I'm not fact checking any of this, so as in, like, I have the picture in front of me, but I'm just going off the vibes of the picture. It's got Richie Shazam. It's got Kim Gordon's daughter in it. Um, it's got, yeah, basically everyone you've ever heard of. I but thought these- it had Drew Barrymore in it, and I was like, well, it's just a girl that kind of looks like Drew Barrymore. It's not actually Drew Barrymore. But these um, are people that necessarily don't have like millions of fans, but they have enough that the people that like them will like maybe two other people in the picture and it creates yeah. this like dominant effect it's got tara reed in it oh, love tara reed yeah, legend um <laughs> so yeah it's like basically like 30 people like minimum there's probably more um and it's yeah all kind of like micro celebrities or people that have gained like micro virality over the past couple mm. of months like tara reed was obviously going quite big on tiktok with her like unhinged videos and stuff Mm. um but this has just kind of become like one visual representation of many things that follow this format now of you know like get a load of people in the room another what kind of um version of this is you know the actors roundtables videos that they do is it variety that does them or someone i think so yeah variety the new york times did a cover where it's like new york's back baby and it was like seaway walking across the road it was like grace coddington walking across the road i don't know if grace is actually in it but you know like iconic new julia Yorkers, fox julia fox all like crossing like passing each other by yeah 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 um, but it's like a big like f- like edited thing wasn't it they were all separate pictures that were then photoshopped together to make it look like one big street crossing. one big picture yeah none of these people yeah, have yeah, ever yeah. sat on a sofa together whether it's the mark jacobs campaign none of these people have ever 
cross the road with each other. Yeah. Um, I think I Spice was in the New York Times one as well. Um, mm. Yeah, it's just very that. Or it's New York Magazine. I don't know. Whatever. I've got asthma attack. Um, <laughs> so it's also the 30 under 30 listicle, you know, Forbes 30 under 30. Mm. It's also the Days to 100. It's like all of these things that like group people together that maybe don't have much in common apart from a publication or brand pointing at them and saying you're important. If yeah. that makes sense. Um mm-hmm. So it's Bruce for brute force memeing. It's communal mill housing. It's industrially scaled stunt casing. The clout bomb is content made with the algorithm in mind is what this infographic by Brad Trammell says. Mm-hmm. The clout bomb can be a marketing campaign or a scene write up, but the ultimate purpose of clout bombing is tautological. You know what? It's American Horror Story clout bombing. I guess. Yeah. Ryan <laughs> Murphy. Ryan Murphy's a big clout bomber. Yeah, he's a big clout bomber. <laughs> It is clout for clout's sake, a self-justifying spectacle of mutually reinforced micro-celebrity. We love the spectacle. I think it's so interesting, though, because, like, we're a couple of weeks in, like, we'll get into all the different points, and this Brad person, like, makes so many good points that made me think. But there was another, like, follow-up thing that you put in your research, which I will find. Okay, a Deftones concept bought the heaven by Mark Jacobs' couch meme to life. Eileen Carter for GQ mm-hmm. so it's basically saying you know they had the Deftones collaboration they did like a gig loads of people were there apparently who were in the campaign which is so interesting because I didn't see anyone from the campaign there like mm-hmm. I saw Rain was there mm-hmm. Fisher Kwan I saw like a tiny Jewish girl Clara was there maybe that's more reflective of people I follow but I didn't see any imagery of like Michael Imperioli of Tara Reid of James Deval. I didn't see them like yeah. come out of the images but my secondary point is, you know, bring the meme to life. It was a viral campaign. Like these words are being chucked around that I think by Eileen Carter for GQ. And that was obviously like the desired effect. And I think there is something in not being ashamed of seeking virality and like trying to go viral. Um, but I would actually argue that it's probably heaven's most, one of their most unsuccessful campaigns. Like, I don't think the, reception for I didn't see anyone share the couch onto their Instagram stories or Twitter earnestly like I didn't see anyone share it because they actually liked it it was the memes yeah and like Nicki Minaj like when the Nicki campaign dropped when the Pamela Anderson campaign dropped like all those other campaigns the girl from American Beauty they were like actual moments where people like oh my god that's that person but kind of like squishing them all together reduces the impact that's just my opinion but the people in that aren't as big as the people in the singular ones so that's the point I, of I it would argue that you just like lumped the them all together i don't know like the american beauty girl wasn't like that much but that image that iconic, iconic. picture is is more powerful in popular culture than fucking michael imperioli and a couple at of other moment, niche though. micro celebs at this moment I love Michael Imperioli. That's not an insult to him. No, everyone does. Like, I feel like he has more cultural resonance right now mm. than that American Beauty image had at the time. But that American Beauty image, the campaign gave it new life. Yeah. Like, the old campaigns were kind of maximising on nostalgia more than the new one. Yeah, well, they were about nostalgia and then this is about the now. And, like, yeah. the niche micro-celebs that have existed for the past six months obviously we've talked about heaven before so i'm um what's the word don't really want to go into it in too much detail but i think this 
Instagram post is just like so good and interesting. It's not, yeah, it's not necessarily just about heaven because we see so much of it happening. It's just like a really good visual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But first point in this infographic, which I'd like to, uh, um, you know, bring to the girls, bring to the Polly Pockets is diversity. Cart bombs are always idealized depictions of diversity, a way of tempering accusations of clouded elitism against the inclusivity of varied identities. In this photo op, we believe follower counts matter. So it's like, you know, you can be old, you can be young, you can be trans, you can be cis, you can be non-binary, you can be fat, you can I mean you can be fat if you're up to a size 14. Because that's <laughs> There's no disabled people in the Heaven campaign in particular, and I'm not sure if there was any disabled people in the New Yorker cover. Visibly, as in, like, visibly, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Obviously not all disabilities, not all disabilities are visible. visible. Um, so just as the clout bomb is created with the feed's algorithm in mind, the clout bomb also preempts comment thread accusations of toxicities and phobias. Diversity serves as a strategic bulwark. Bulwark? Bulwark? Don't know. Against the extreme Schadenfreude. These words are so hard for me. Clout bombs so readily invite. Oh, you hate this photo heart. You hate marginalized people, do you? Curious. I actually think Mm. that that's the opposite. So it's like they're not, they're not trying to, um, they're trying to avoid criticism, but in a different way, as in like, you can't have the person flippantly say, well, you got no fat people, you got no people in wheelchairs because they like cover every base kind of yeah, thing. Do you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? They've, they've ticked every other box. Like, so it's not as if, if I'm sure if someone went into heaven's comment section, which they probably don't reply to anyway, if someone went, I hate this, they're not going to reply <laughs> going, well, you hate this type of person because that's just like a quite bananas thing to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's more the opposite way. It's like built in, uh, what's it called? Like, not damage control, but you know what I mean? It's like so heavily marketed, so heavily thought out. Here's every single type of person that exists in the world. Yeah. Just in case. Then what I thought was so interesting was on this diversity like point, these are the bodies in spaces you've heard so much about in infographics. The upbeat flat illustrations of green and purple and blue bohemians come to life. Because yes, so much of how we discuss social politics in online spaces is like bodies lives like these very slippery Mm -hmm. definitions of what it means to be a human that you can't actually because it's an infographic it's a bit of text on a color you can't point and say that person unless it's the poster so then we associate those politics with the poster and not necessarily the groups that it aligns with if that makes sense yeah and this is where i think clout bombing gets really interesting because yeah it's saying that clout bombing this idea of bringing together all these people that are completely unlinked is basically trying to make a physical manifestation of online worlds so it's trying to basically like package all of the discourse package all of the memes package all of the relevant like styles and tricks and whatever put them in a box and say this is everything you like right now so go buy a t-shirt yeah which is something that has been super slippery since the internet since like 15 years ago on the internet when subculture moved from physical spaces into internet spaces and I found it interesting because like for example this was a really big motivator for me in starting polyester because it was to represent a scene of people online which at the time was like tumblr feminism and queer people on tumblr and whatever everyone that is marginalized on tumblr that had a specific high femme aesthetic or very colorful more is more have faith in your own bad taste but 
it just there was something real in that community whereas like Michael yeah. Imperioli's not hanging out with Anna Sui like it's like retroactively fitting community into discourse as opposed Hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. mintmobile.com/switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month, unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month, face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 53124 get 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after 6 months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. to having discourse come out of a community or a scene to come out of a community. Yeah, but that's because it's fake. Yeah, I know. And you're <laughs> you were real. Eh, no, but I just mean it's <laughs> so interesting that we've gotten to the point that like the the response to subcultures don't exist because of the internet. Everyone's like, you know, one big murky soup of the same references and blah 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 blah, which we know is like patently untrue because we've spoken about every different niche fucking <laughs> core to ever exist. But then the response to that is to try and make what is essentially like top shop for internet people. Whoa. Oh mate, is that so harsh? <laughs> Top for rich internet people. I mean, rich, yeah, yeah, of course, like, and people that are a specific size, yeah, yeah. But isn't this just all marketing and all fashion? Now? Yeah, like, it's not just it's not just heaven. It's no, everything. of course not. No, 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 it's everything. But I find it so interesting that like there are actual scenes that exist online. There are subgroups of people. There are ways of categorizing schools of thought or schools of whatever. Mm-hmm. So the scenes that. Brad speaks of a scenes without territories so there's no way to like physically define subculture anymore like you can't say they live in Bushwick they live in Shoreditch they live in Peckham because it just doesn't ex- like the world doesn't exist in that way anymore yeah in terms of you know a certain type of person lives in Peckham or in Bushwick but you can't say and they all wear these types of trousers and they all do that la 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 they all have the same set of political ideologies because it's just not the case they all go to the same gigs and hang out the same shops on the weekend But do you not think that is true in a way? What? That 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 is true. What that that still exists? Yeah. No, I absolutely don't think it's true. Like because really? when I was reading this research I was thinking about it. And I think there's common ground like I was thinking back to when I started polyester and I think there's common ground like in London there was like, you know, up to 50 people that you would know from Tumblr. Mm. But then there'd also be that same amount of people dotted around the states and then also in Canada. And it wasn't so much about a geographical tie, it was about an ideological one. 
Yeah. Which I think is where people get confused because it was ideological based. It was also like age based. It was also aesthetic based. It was all of these things. None of those people have any of that stuff in common in these clout bombing moments. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean, but I think that certain places have certain kinds of people that live there because they are that kind of person. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that, but it's like way more like slippery. It's like, okay, they like orange wine. <laughs> but you could also say that about 30% of the population. Do you know what I mean? It's not like niche enough. Yeah. Like, for example, when I was growing up, all the goths would hang outside borders. Mm-hmm. You can't say that anymore. I disagree. I don't. I think it's cool. <laughs> I think that we're too, it's, we're definitely like less concentrate, concentrated in real life. And we're all more online now, but I think that these places do exist. Like in this, in this Brad, Brad Chamel, uh piece as well, he talks about Dime Square. Oh yeah, so I, I actually like know what this is, so can you explain it to me? Dime Square is just like an area of New York. Yeah. But uh, I don't know where it is. It's like in Chinatown in Manhattan, somewhere near there. Uh, but it's basically became like a meme where it was where all these podcasters and writers and like leftists who then became like a bit like conservative lived and it became like this like massive scene and people making memes about it people write think pieces about it and it was just like literally like a four by four square mile area of new york that then became like its own meme like it's ridiculous yeah but this also on the flip side of that there's also do you remember that when the Catholic girly tram was popping off and we did an episode about it and mm-hmm. there's that article being like Catholic girl is New York this area and these people yeah which does exist but didn't exist because it was also everywhere mm-hmm. so I think both things can be true and I think the problem maybe the problem isn't that one thing exists and the other doesn't it's that we have no good ways of explaining what the actual reality is because it isn't mm. one or the other yeah because it's too niche yeah or not even too niche it's just like we don't have the language like or we do have the language and the language is there, but it doesn't translate to marketing well because there's so many quick moments or that, like, as I already said, certain brands and certain magazines are basically, like the New York the New York and New York Times, whatever, cover was very like, we're back, baby. New York mm. is back to how it was. But, you know, it's a very much like, come on, guys, this party's still fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then like a week later, no one fucking talks about it. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Um, I don't know. Is what I've said makes sense? It makes sense, yeah. I think life is too fleeting to try and categorise things in a way where, like, you you were saying, like, certain people live in a certain place. Like, it's yeah. just too hard to pin down now. Yeah. But then also, we just have no good ways of explaining the internet still. Even though I actually do think we do. I think that's old. Mm. old. Maybe it's less explaining and more about visually identifying it. Do you know what I mean? Because I remember mm-hmm. when, like, you know, dazed eight years ago or whatever... And like every issue would have like, you know, the Coven, which was that like, which was a artist collective that had loads of different internet people in, but they were all over the place, like somewhere in the States, somewhere here, somewhere in Canada, mm-hmm. or it had like, um, you know, lots of different scenes that had like very specific teams and you could kind of pinpoint people and be like, oh, they're part of this, they're part of that. But now that's even more murky. Mm-hmm. And COVID's also done a number on all of us in that respect, because we actually have less ways to physically congregate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the end of this of Brad's posts it says, Yeah, we're so back. This is the implicit promise of Cloud Bombing too. The scene is back, the boys mm-hmm. are back in town, the band is back together, we're maskless, we're close and six feet apart, we're all going out to dinner together. 
as viewers, we know seeing people hanging out should be normal for them, but the Clark Bond photo still feels like an uncanny yearbook photo, which I think is so true. Yeah, like you said, these people never hung out in real life. And they're also very, like, vacant and they're not looking at each other, they're not interacting with each other, they're just alone together. You know what it what it reminds me of, actually, which is which has just come to me. You know, they're like United Colours of Benetton adverts. Yeah. It's like that vibe, isn't it? But in those, everyone's like laughing, having a good time, smiling. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But this is like the opposite. Like you can tell they're not together. Yeah. Soulless. They're like, you must look at us and find but, us funny enough. <laughs> um, I do like it though. I like that, that it, it was like that ridiculous that it just got everyone talking about it. Yeah. No, I don't know. Oh, no. I like, I'm not saying I hate everything Heaven does because I know I can sound like such a hater and I love the boots and like I really like some of the clothes. Mm. But I would just like to see... I think it's more, as I mentioned in the beginning, I think it's more impactful when you focus in on one specific... Like they make the cultural moment instead of responding to it is what I want to see. Like I don't particularly want to see Michael Imperioli in it, even though I think he's really nice and I really liked his Architectural Digest video. Mm. Like, I want them to pull someone that we feel like we haven't thought about in four years or like everyone's like, where's she? And then she's there. Yeah, well, it's kind of, you're the tastemakers. You need to be showing us what yeah. is cool, not Responding. paying attention to what idiots are saying online about yeah. who's, who's big on TikTok this week. Yeah. Yeah. Power, like, I guess you're giving power to like the internet and power to the random people online. Um. And then, I mean, we haven't got much time, but <laughs> we were going to talk about No Logo and Naomi Klein and basically how, go on, Eden, you take me through it. Okay. I feel like I've just ranted for ages. <laughs> I'm like, I can't this, talk much this, today. Uh, I'm yeah, yeah. This, you're like jabbing your finger in my face. There's like <laughs> so, so, so much interesting stuff to kind of talk about around this as well. Um, So when I was researching, you were telling me to look up Naomi Klein and consumer theory uh and Naomi Klein wrote a book called No Logo which was basically taking aim at the brand bullies in the 90s uh so she talks about like anti-globalization and pays attention to the deeds and misdeeds of Nike, McDonald's, The Gap, Shell and Microsoft and just basically talks about how corrupt these corporations are um someone wrote a really good piece for The Guardian 20 years on looking at No Logo and how much fucking worse things have got since then and there's a really interesting point where there was loads of controversy surrounding Nike with the Colin Kaepernick adverts so basically Colin is it Kaepernick? Kaepernick, Kaepernick I think Ka- I don't really know either way he was controversial because he kneeled uh, in protest to police racism and brutality at an NFL game Nike then turned that into like a campaign that was like just do it just kneel and then in response to the controversy surrounding that, the CEO of Nike, Nike, whatever, was like, I was so proud of that because it got us record engagement. <laughs> and the sales, not sales, but brand engagement. And he said, we're motivated to inspire our consumers to connect and engage politically and not by trainers. It's like, well, that's just a load of shit. Yeah, innit? You've just used this to then sell stuff. Yeah, yeah. And at least the clout bomb is more honest in that respect. Like it is, it's not trying to peddle us feminism. It's not trying, I mean, the diversity thing we have spoken about, that Mm -hmm. is a consideration. But I do find it depressing that our response to, oh, there's no subculture anymore. Oh, there's no youth culture anymore is 
here's this thing that can fix it, which is buying a thing, which obviously mm-hmm. is what culture is all about, blah, 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 blah. But do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be old man Shakespeare's child. But like this 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 thing in the Guardian also makes the point that like brand personalities and strong voices and politics that's integrated into brands and social media strategies and trend forecasts and micro influencers just makes us makes branding rule over every single aspect of our life. Yeah. And culture. Yeah. Do we not does the culture not have anything more to offer? Exactly. It's like than we're... buy this fucking ninety quid t shirt. We're screaming into the internet and the internet is responding with brand campaigns and magazine covers that scream back the memes at us. Mm-hmm. And then we're responding with screaming back the covers at them and then they're doing the same thing and it goes on repeat until we all die. Yeah. <laughs> A snake eating its own tail. Yeah, literally. It's literally <laughs> that. And yeah, like No Logo speaks a lot about how, yeah, like brands come to replace meaning in our lives, which I think mm-hmm. is so interesting. And it was written, yeah, like, 20 years ago more than 20 years ago but it's just mm. like the guardian article says like she was wrong in that it's way worse than she ever wrote about like yeah we are literally defined by the brands that exist yeah but i think you know we always say this at the end of the day social media's made times worse yeah do you want to talk about the red boots do we have time to talk about the red boots you can touch on the red boots okay which is kind of i think it all ties together we dip our toes into the big red boots i would love to dip my toe into that big red boot <laughs> yeah. don't not Jesus. for three and, yeah. 350 quid no. or they're now being flogged for a thousand over a thousand pounds and did you see the video of them all being made in like some like horrible sweatshop of yeah and like they're literally just gonna end up getting used as doorstops or vases or yeah because it's a fucking stupid clout bombing, clout chasing shoe that looks fucking ugly yeah. that no one's going to care about in a week. Yeah, I know. But you have to be there at the right time spending 350 quid on a pair of shoes to get maybe more likes than you would on average the week before yeah. if you didn't have these red boots and they weren't being talked about. Yeah. The, these red boots in question are some big cartoon looking astro boy boots by a company called mischief they literally look like mario's shoes i kind of like them because it was just like fun and silly but then it's like am i not just playing into the hands of the cloud bombing yeah we can have the thing is like i you know we've spoken about this and how like cyclical trends work and how like we've covered this for the past few weeks and like i don't think you know you know all um ethical moral and material dilemmas aside it can be fun to buy into a trend mm-hmm. but 350 pounds on a big stompy pair of red boots that are uncomfy and you're never going to wear again yeah please girlies i know you're all too clever for it yeah wake up <laughs> and like there's a point in uh the problem with this big red mischief boots for esquire that someone said someone's written uh saying that they exist online as social currency for a little while and then evolve into a traded commodity with yeah. a value based on scarcity and then they just cease to have any importance. Which is what happens with every one of these moments online as well. Yeah. And they are temporary moments. Like, we're not, you know... I don't know. I think we just deserve more longevity in our culture in general. But I think we're, we're, we can't have that anymore. We're fucked. Think about, like, what's the we- the Weezer video for Park and Beans, where yeah. it's all the old memes. Yeah. Those memes are around for, like, fucking... Five Two years. years. Yeah. I can I can house cheeseburger, Coke and Mentos. <laughs> like and now it's like this massive campaign that's had millions and millions of pounds put into it and no one's talking about it like five days later. I know. <sighs> but but it's just too fast paced now. 
Yeah. The internet, like, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the other memes that were in it. Star Wars kid. Okay, go <laughs> on. Some treadmills. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, go. <laughs> Look, that was literally like a year of our lives. Yeah. Some guy wow. puts on like 100 t shirts. No one would care. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and with that, we bid you adieu. Thank you, Eden. Thank you, Ione. Thank you to the listeners. Thank you to Olivia for editing. Thank you to Gina and Gina, Charlotte. Uh, Eden is right here with me. Um, Hattie and Misha. We will see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.